Algar Productions. Hey Pizonus, it's the Post-Atomic Super Mario Brothers Super Show Podcast, with your hosts, Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Covering episodes 34 and 64, Mario meets Koopzilla, Fortune Teller, Robo Cooper and Captain Louis Missing, with history's greatest monster. Hi friends. Well, you guys are our friends. Flonk, I don't know if he's our friend. Aww. Hey Paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with Flonk. Yeah, huh? Let's go! Watch it the show. Why? Um, I mean, we'll get. We'll it. talk yeah. about it uh-huh. in a minute, but uh, just why? <sighs> this was a whole thing, like just yeah, a whole I, thing. I, I I said this um before we recorded, but I should probably get this on the record too. I completely, unironically love this show. Well, semi-ironically, mm-hmm. uh, but I have absolutely no problem with with destroying it because it's very very bad. It's very very bad. Well, and and specifically the reason you chose the episode that you did is not because of its more problematic aspects, but no. like it has a personal connection, yeah? No, this is the VHS that we owned, so this is the episode that I wanted to do, because I've right. seen it the most. <laughs> I, I think we all had that. I think, as kids, we all had that, you know, the handful of tapes that we watched until yep. the fucking tape wore out. Yep. So yeah. I get that. Uh, all right. Well, Matt, why don't you tell us what happens in this? I'm not reading all these titles. You You know what they are. Are you referring to Mario meets Koopzilla, Fortune Teller, Robo Koopa, Captain Lou is missing? Yes, thank you for that. All right. <clears throat> hey, Paisanos, once again, a word I had to look up to make sure that it isn't racist. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Summary. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. So, we open on the live-action Mario Brothers at their office-slash-apartment-slash-Pee-Wee's Playhouse in Brooklyn, where Mario is worried about a sweepstakes that he's entered that will win him a date with various 80s celebrities, including Madonna and Scott Baio. Honestly, neither of these sound like great options. Luigi convinces Mario to hire a fortune teller to come and tell him who he'll win a date with, and then we cut to the cartoon, which is racist. I didn't even look it up, since Mario says it in the opening plumber's log that they are going to... Excuse me. The Oriental Village of Sayonara. Oh, boy. Strap in, everybody. So Sayonara is under attack from Koopzilla, which is basically just King Koopa, but really big and weirdly proportioned. So while he's running around and breaking shit and making jokes that almost make sense, the Mario Brothers, Princess Toadstool, and Toad visit Dr. T. Garden, the creator of Super Sushi, double, which causes things to grow. It's his fault that Koopa's huge now. So Mario eats some more super sushi with pasta, which probably isn't racist, but is disgusting, and then grows. Something nobody remarks upon is a thing that Mario does commonly. So Giant Mario, who has the proportions of a water balloon, and Koopa beat the shit out of each other while, I assume, people are killed in the resulting destruction. Meanwhile, Dr. T. Garden still invents Super Sushi Shrinker, because we're almost out of time for this episode, which shrinks Koopa and saves a day. And then Mario shrinks further and makes a joke about pasta, and we all have a good laugh. Back in the real world, the fortune teller has arrived so we can make more bad jokes and play random Mario sounds. The fortune teller is played by Kay Ballard, whom I am unfamiliar with, but who has apparently been in literally everything. Anyway, she seems to be having fun. So then we watch a clip for The Legend of Zelda, which looks fucking terrible. Can't believe how excited I used to be for Fridays to roll around. And back at Mario HQ, the fortune teller tells the bros that they're going to win a consolation prize, propositions Mario, and then leaves. 
Mario checks what the consolation prize is and learns it's a, state, a date with the fortune teller, which, honestly, she, she, he should go for. She seems pretty cool. Then we all do the Mario. So then it's the next episode where Mario and Luigi learn that Mario's hero, Captain Lou Albano, the guy who plays Mario, is missing. Much like in the terrible educational Super Nintendo game, Captain Lou Albano is missing. Cindy Lauper arrives at the Mario's place to organize a search party, and then the bros learn that he has a note that Captain Lou left her. Cindy, I've gone for good. And I learn that Cindy Lauper apparently has a serious Brooklyn accent, which raises her in my estimation severely. And it was already pretty fucking high. I love girls want, just want to have fun. So then we cut to the next animated feature where Team Mario arrives in Roboland, which is not a land in any of the Mario Brother games up to this point, so what the hell? And there they learn that Koopa has had his body outfitted with robot parts. He's more machine than man now. Twisted and evil. And also a jerk. Then he chases everyone around for a while until they're saved by Bunsen, a weirdly designed sexy robot who hits stuff with her butt. And then she takes them to where Professor Nerdnik, the creator of Koopa's suit, has been captured. And Nerdnik's whole deal is that he looks like Einstein and speaks in gibberish. And, he think, and, you think, yeah. and if you think that that isn't terribly funny, you're right, it isn't. So then Robocoopa shows up again, looking like a shitty Optimus Prime, and captures the princess and Toad, so no big loss there. And then Nerdnik builds the Mario Brothers a robot suit so, so that they can fight Robocoopa, noticing a trend here, and then off they go. And the two robots fight for a while, utilizing the Inspector Gadget approach to robotics, specifically a big door on the chest that arms holding weird crap come out of. This is also Gizmo Duck's entire deal. Eventually, Robocoopa busts Mario's suit, and then Nerdnik shows up and tells Koopa to hit the red button on his, on his suit to refuel it. And Koopa hits the yellow button, which I assume is one of the show's thousands of animation errors, and then gets shot into space instead. Then Nerdnik turns the robot suit into a pizza oven because Mario Brothers. Back in the real world again, the Mario Brothers place has been turned into Captain Lou's search HQ as telephones are hooked up and the president is contacted. I think it was Bush Sr. at the time, so good luck with that. Then we watch another clip of Legend of Zelda, and it still looks fucking terrible. When we return, the president has declared Captain Lou lost forever, something presidents can apparently do, and Mario goes, and goes to get a morning Cindy Lopper some pizza. Then Captain Lou does show up safe and with a full beard. But Captain Lou, says Cindy Lopper, an actual celebrity appearing on this video game cartoon, your note said you were gone for good. No, no, says Captain Lou Albano, a professional wrestler who was also too good for this show. The note was torn. I was just gone for good fried chicken, which is also my quote because it's the funniest fucking thing in the entire episode. Then Captain Lou and Cindy all, all leave to go eat, eat good fried chicken, I guess. The end. Uh, I, just one quick point of order there. You don't have to say shitty Optimus Prime. You can just say Optimus Prime. Regular <laughs> Optimus Prime. All right, Flonk, you got a lot to answer for. Yes, I do, my many crimes. Why did you choose this? Well, I mean, part of it was to torture Al, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> I wanted to do good things, too. Well, sad grunt, by the way. I had, uh, I had a cheat to talk about The Simpsons. I always want to talk about Lost, and I swear, if you guys decide right now that we can do Speed Racer instead, I will have my good thing, bad thing quote, and most of my summary done by the time we get to Netflix. So, so we're not doing that? Alright, look, I got to the sign up sheet late, and the 90s and 2000s were taken, and the 80s weren't. And the shows I watched in the 80s were shitty kids' cartoons. But you know what? I really like the show, and I know my brain has been poisoned by nostalgia. When I, a grown man with a job, a keys, and credit card, declared, decided in my mid-30s it was time to get into Pokemon, I tried to watch the anime and couldn't make it through one episode. This, on the other hand, is incredibly watchable. And it reminds me of rushing home after school to watch this incredibly weird show. This may not come as a surprise, but I've been a huge Mario fan since we got our NES when I was in the second grade. I would watch the show while drawing my own Mario adventures and then blast through my homework so I could go play Mario. 
And then my mom would yell at us to go outside. And so Brian and I would run around the backyard pretending to be Mario and Luigi. This is all before the masterpiece Mario 3 came out. And don't get me started on Mario World. Well, do get me started, but once we're done talking about this dumb show. The point is, Mario rules, and this show is on Netflix now, so uh, so now I can just run home from work to see what hijinks Koopa is up to this week. And for me, what saves the show from being a shitty cashing cartoon, looking you Sonic and other Sonic, are the live-action segments. I'm sure we'll be talking about the incredibly strange world the Mario games take place in, and the live-action parts kind of embrace that. The, there's a sewer pipe in the middle of Mario's living room, and Luigi plays chess with a spaghetti monster that lives there. Ernie Hudson and Luis Lamar show up as off-brand Ghostbusters and Inspector Gadget, respectively. Winnie Cooper shows up as an orphan scam artist. The live-action parts embrace the strangeness in a way that a cartoon just can't or doesn't, or they're lazy. And uh, they have this really fun community theater vibe that I really enjoy. Like Captain Lou called up a bunch of his celebrity friends to go put on a fun show for the kids. But he's a wrestler, and this is a show that airs 3 p.m. Monday through Thursday on Fox, which isn't even a real network yet. So Norman Fell counts as a celebrity guest. In conclusion, I love Mario, and I look forward to Tendo's next Mario adventure where I can get to the end of the castle and there's no princess at all. Yeah, I had a lot of similar uh, uh, memories of this show, which was, for a long time, the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, but it it seems like one of you has held on to that and and cherished it, and the other has grown out of it. Well, well I mean, the show is admittedly trash, but like, and also my memories are a little bit poisoned because apparently a few weeks later, Chippendale Rescue Rangers debuted, and I definitely watched a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. And yet you're not a furry. I know, right? It's weird. Isn't that I mean, the it's show? A that... One in ten chance. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and we're still going with Tendo. That's a that's a thing you're calling them. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm not judging. I'm just trying to clarify, like, that. that's what you're doing, huh? Yeah, that's the, the hip, cool way that all the kids are saying it. Hmm? All the kids, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you. <laughs> did the nin fall off the sign? Is that what happened? Or did you, like, scratch it <laughs> off of your switch? And, like, oh, it just says Tendo now. <laughs> Donkey Kong punched it, and it broke. <laughs> of course. There you go. So something I learned, uh, just looking this up on Wikipedia, which is the most research I was willing to do after sitting through an hour of that, Mm -hmm. uh, is that in these host segments that you praise so much, uh, all of the dialogue was was improvised. Really? You don't say? Yeah. I'm shocked. I I just, like, I don't know. Now I give it a slightly more credit because at least someone didn't script all that. (laughs) I mean, that's... Lou's day job is basically impro- improvising. Yeah, but it's that's phys- true now that you mention it. It's f- mostly physical improvising, though. This is mostly saying You can tell there. this was definitely done in the off-season where he hasn't really been working out and he's probably right. a little sore. He can't really get up the stairs sometimes. He doesn't call it He doesn't call it not working out. He calls it getting into Mario shape. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sorry, professional wrestling place. I got to go be Mario now. I got to, like, chunk up a little bit. Re- wait. Regular Mario shape or like uh, super sushi giant belly Mario Upsetting shape? Mario shape? No, not that. How did it not make him grow proportionately like like in the video game? That's weirdly a thing I've seen on a lot of cartoons where the someone gets really big is like they have bizarre, like it's like the animators aren't sure what to do with the character. But all it's you like, do just... is take the normal character model and make it bigger. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, but like, you don't even have to do that. You just take the same cell and just put it yeah, on a background yeah. that makes it look bigger. But yeah, like, exactly. I've seen so many like cartoons where it's just like, here's the weird, chunky version of the guy who's like but, huge now. But I really does... like, though, that uh, 
Koopa's shell stayed the same size, even though he was big. Yeah, right. I, I The only joke slash character trait of Mario is he's Italian and eats a lot of pasta? Yeah. Well, he's short and fat, so, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but that doesn't come up in the games even once. The... No, he eats leaves and turns into a raccoon, then. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, that hadn't happened yet, but he eats mushrooms and gets big, at least. Well, I mean, here's the, th- here's the thing. There's all this weird Mario lore, and it all comes from this. This is stuff that was like, a, like this is just what Mario was, was for me. And then, like, when Mario 64 came out, everything sort of got weird and different. But, like, up to that point, this is it. It's like Mario li- Mario and Luigi live in this weird place in Brooklyn, and they go to the Mushroom Kingdom to have adventures, and they can come back. And, like, sometimes they meet celebrities. Well, Mario uh, likes pasta. A lot of the the personality traits and, and stuff that have made their way into the games come from this and, and Mario, too. Where, okay. like, like, the idea that, that Luigi is, is tall and thin is because, mm. you know, when they took Doki Doki Panic and started changing it, they made Luigi the tall and thin guy. Yeah. What, what confuses me... Well, first, there's so many things. But <laughs> first, okay, so... It seems like Nintendo's trying to not quite ignore the fact that Mario 2 happened, but kind of. Like in Mario Maker, you don't get to make a level in that style, and they, they never really revisit any of the, the bad guys or anything. Like, there's a couple well, that no, have survived. No, but, uh, yeah. Shy Guys are, are Yoshi villains now. I don't know if they, yeah. if they work ah, for Bowser yet, okay. but they're, they're but in just, all the Yoshi games. Uh, Bomb started in Mario yes, 2. that is true. Yep. No, I, I, that's why and I think couple, the Ninja Stars have been showing up lately as well. The ninjas, little black, uh, yeah. little black jumpy okay, guys. Okay, but yeah. like all the all the bosses, like Birdo or the mouse Birdo's, guy that throws bombs. But Birdo's or... their friend. They play tennis all the time. Yep. When? In like Mario Tennis. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mario yeah, tennis, Birdo's in Mario Kart and Mario Tennis and all, all yeah. the, the miscellaneous uh, extra oh, Mario games. There's okay. usually a place in those games for like someone who is just, I don't know, fucking throw a Koopa Troopa in Well, because then also there's so many dudes they need to have somebody with a bow on their head. Oh, yeah. You've only got like uh, Toadstool and Daisy. See, but okay. Still, a lot of the Mario 2 lore has not been integrated nearly as much as the others. But this cartoon, because it came out to promote that, has a weird mm. mix yeah. Of, of one and two, which, what? But then also, I always thought that that big turtle guy that they fight is called Koopa. Apparently, he's called Bowser. It's so, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, what? Well, technically, we call him Bowser here. It was King, or. No, they don't call King him Koopa Bowser at in the, the time. Cartoon. Yeah, he was King Koopa. No. Now, I think Bowser started with Mario 3. Yeah, that sounds about right. Huh. Because that's when, when he, he also, started. When they, yeah, when we got all the kids, kids too. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. I, okay, well then, then it all makes perfect sense. I, I retract. I mean, all of the my... thing is, you say that, but he did back then. Like, I think he might have been Bowser, King of the Koopas. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, I think that was in the instruction manual. Now that I'm like, yeah, like the, for the Bowser, King of the Koopas, who turned oh, all of the people of the Mushroom Kingdom into blocks and horsehair plants. There's... Yeah, what? yeah, you're the, all those bricks that we smashed. Those are those are Mushroom Kingdom citizens. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I never yeah. read the instructions. I just started playing. Come on, what's wrong? With oh you? man, no, because well, no. Like, when you're seven I years old, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, sometimes I only I get fifteen minutes Mario of Nintendo time. Go, like I had to go drive around with my parents, so I would bring the manual and read it. Oh, yeah. So well, I had a subscription to Nintendo Power for ten years. My my experience was substantially different because I think I was like twelve when the NES dropped. Mm. So, like, I could go ride bikes by myself. I didn't have to like stay at home all the time. Yeah, you're looking at a very specific uh, uh, time in oh. two people's lives. Yeah, no, so I get Bowser's it. Japanese name is the best one yet. 
Yes. Uh, it's uh, Damio Kuppa, which translates to Great Demon King Koopa. Oh, that's, that's amazing. So much better. But okay, so why did we go to the problematic land of problematic jokes instead of just to Japan, where Mario's from? I I don't know. I, that really bugged me. Like what? And I was plus, watching, the cartoon was, like, was probably it was probably animated in Korea. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. you, you could have had them meet like, you know, what's his name, uh, Miyamoto, the guy who created mm-hmm. Mario. No, no. Have... Instead, we just go on the most racist Godzilla adventure anybody could imagine. Uh, it was pretty standard race. I don't uh, know. It's the there, most. There, yeah, there's, yeah. There's there's been more racist Godzilla adventures. I'm not. Oh, I'm sure. I'm not going to say this wasn't racist, but as far as cartoons at the time, this is pretty middle of the pack. I would say. Well, the yeah. thing is, these days I consume a lot less racist stuff. Well, yeah, I think we're all trying so, to do that, but like I, you know, like I don't watch a whole lot of cartoons that have like just that yeah. baked in racism anymore. So when it pops up, it's very like. It's just very there, you know what I mean? No, I'm I'm sure I've brought this up before, but Transformers had a Middle Eastern uh, country called Carbamia. Oh God, that's oh, yeah. that why. Uh, that's why Casey Kasem quit because yeah, because yeah, uh, he was um, Lebanese, I think. Yeah, and he's like, uh, nope, please don't. It's fucking. I'm not doing man. this anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna go make Shaggy be a vegetarian. Uh huh. All right. The guy whose deal is that he just eats sandwiches. So all right, let, let's let's get into this. Uh, right. Flunk, what's your good thing? Uh, oh, it's the the voice cast. Um, we we've mentioned Captain Lou and and you know obviously he's the the main draw. Um, and my phone locked, so I have to go and find it. Uh, and yeah, the the all just really good. I, I I like Captain Lou's like he, it's just his regular voice, but but he sounds like a, a guy from Brooklyn, not the mm-hmm. the weird stereotype that Nintendo's been using lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Luigi, which I'm pretty sure this is the only thing that he's really done. Um, but he's like a voice actor guy, but he looks tall and skinny next to Captain Lou, so he gets to be Luigi. And he's got brilliant um, improv skills, obviously. <laughs> oh, he sure does. Uh-huh. Uh, Koopa, I like that they gave him, like, they didn't give him a monster voice, they gave him, like, a, like a bully voice. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. like, we mentioned, uh, he, he could easily play Biff on, like, a Back to the Future thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Toad's basically the same voice they're using now, so, uh, okay. Ah, see, my my bad thing... Uh, no, actually, no, my bad thing is not this. But I don't know that I agree with you on all of this. Like, right. uh, Toad especially... Princess with... is terrible. No, no, Toad's terrible, but but that's... Okay. That's basically the voice that he has now. He was mm-hmm. he was so many actually, sidekicks. Actually, it's worse now. Yeah, he, it is. He, he was so many sidekicks and so many, like cowardly like fourth members of the group in so many other cartoons he's better than orko or snarf that is true yep and he's better than any of the guys who sounded like this but not much no but he was like one of the ghost monsters on uh pac-man for instance Mm -hmm. just well and it's like it feels like with this show like they have to have the four guys because it's the four guys who are in mario 2 yeah but like it feels like we don't really need Anyone, because Mario does all the work, basically. Yeah, and he needs a foil. Yeah, he you, needs someone. You can to... have Luigi, so yeah. someone to talk to. Yeah, yeah. But the princess in particular is written so weakly, and it's like, okay, maybe the voice actor could give it a little something, and she plays her so weak and whiny. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh. Well, there, there's there's two girls in these two episodes. Yeah, and neither I... of them are very good actors. No, and I'm pretty good at spotting voices, and I didn't notice that. So, mm-hmm. oh boy. Yeah. No, Princess gets better when she becomes a Millie Vanilli fan. Also, but, uh... also, okay, let's... I don't know the difference, and these cartoons probably have something to do with that, between mm. 
the princess, Princess Toadstool, Daisy, and isn't there another name? Well, I Daisy Daisy's the... a different princess. Okay. Da- yeah. Daisy's the princess from the Game Boy games. Okay. And yeah. now She's is from, Luigi's uh, girlfriend, I think, is the way to go with that. Okay. But what she has another name too. Is yeah, like... her her full name is Princess Peach Toadstool. Peach, that's yeah. it. But that didn't come that's what they call her in Japan. That didn't come in until Mario sixty four. Oh, yeah. God. And now it's they decided to make it standard, but I don't like it, so I st- I've never changed it. This this cartoony family friendly game is like reading a fucking X Men comic. <laughs> Well, well that's not even. Exactly I, the... I just started playing um because the Super Nintendo stuff is on Switch now. Mm, yeah, and so I just started playing Mario World Two, which is fantastic. Um, that's the Yoshi that, one, right? That's Yoshi's yeah, that's Island, the right? Adventures of Baby yeah. Mario versus yeah. Baby Bowser, mm-hmm. while a bunch of Yoshi's and... trying to stop him from getting killed. And that was the one where it's like Mario, Baby Mario landed in the Mushroom Kingdom, and I was furious because it's like, no, Mario comes from Brooklyn. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Yeah, they say it in the in the one of the show's two theme songs. They mm-hmm. got stuck in a uh, a warp zone while they were working on a drain, and, and yeah. are now stuck in the Mushroom Kingdom. Are yeah, you, are you talking about the rap song that opens the show? Oh yep. boy, I I swear to Christ, I am not making 1989. this up. Nineteen eighty nine. I blushed. Mm-hmm. Sure was. Like my face felt hot. I was embarrassed for everyone in the world. So bad. I would love to see the the footage of of Captain Lou and Danny Wells dancing in front of the green screen without oh, any music. Oh my god! Then the Wolfman shows up. Oh. <laughs> now my good thing is actually kind of related to the voice acting as well. Mm. Having watched and reviewed the entirety of GI Joe, I can say with authority that Captain Lou Albano is a much better voice actor than Sergeant Slaughter. I don't think he's actually very good. Maybe like a four out of ten, but that's just how bad Sergeant Slaughter was. And Thankfully, Captain Lou outranks him, so, you know, it's true. there's some justice in the uh, in the military wrestling world there. As far as wrestlers who were on cartoon shows go. I just, I don't, like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm not into wrestling, but I'm not going to say those guys aren't talented. I'm not going to say oh, that's sure. not no, I mean, a whole skill. The, the Rock is the biggest movie star in the world right now. Yeah, mm. but for the most part, the, what wrestlers are good at is, you know, being athletic and pretending to be athletic. They're They're not really... Acting guys, some of them can well, be, that's but not actually true. Like you've got to have some kind of stage presence for people to actually like you. Yeah. you know? yeah. Okay, but that's part but of it. voice acting. Most of them have a very similar voice. They're mm. not very good at emoting. They're very good at shouting. And I wonder how many cartoons Hulk Hogan had. I, I, at least two. He definitely had one, but I don't know if he voiced anyone in it. Like, well, there probably was one about him. Oh, uh, is one of those. Back to the Future scenarios where like he would show up and do like the intros and outros, and then I somebody else so, would yeah. do the voice for the for the show. Oh, in the yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch a whole lot of rock and wrestling in the in the mid eighties. There was one with all the wrestlers. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. Mm, I thought there was one that didn't focus on any one guy. I thought it was just about all of them, but they could have changed it so that it was just rock and wrestling. Could be like that kind of thing happened all the time. Maybe they lost his, you know endorsement mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I also don't. Care. I know the bad guy was Rowdy Roddy Piper, which is funny to me. I, is it not? Was he not the bad mm-hmm. guy? Yeah, no, he was, but like a cart- like an Elmer Fudd. Yeah, I know. I guy. remember the show. I watched once or twice. But yeah, I don't like. I don't get why. Like, isn't that? Isn't that how they do it in wrestling? He, don't they play bad? Is guys? he the bad guy in wrestling? I didn't never like. I, I know Rowdy Roddy no Piper. Yeah, they live. There's so many people yelling at us right now. I'm sure, but uh, <laughs> just not a wrestling guy. But my point is, watching GI Joe, watching Sergeant Slaughter desperately try to to voice act. It's like, this is, you can't just assume that because you're this kind of entertainer, you can cross over into this kind of entertaining. That's all I'm saying. Like, of course, there are some that are good at it, like anything, but Mm. don't assume because you're good at wrestling that you can also be a voice actor. They're not the same at all. 
Oh, he was so bad. <laughs> God, he was bad. There's a bit where he picks up a piece of paper that Cobra had, and he says, they can read? And he seriously says it, like, in an educational short about someone who can't read. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. And apparently he can't read. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Matt, what was your good thing? Um, I found the whole live-action Captain Lou, Sidney Lauper thing to be incredibly weird and very charming. Like, I mentioned this in the summary, but, like, it's just weird to me that this show, this this show to promote Nintendo, has fucking just Captain Lou, Captain Lou Obano, which, first of all, I don't know who that is, but weird. And then Cindy Lauper, a real celebrity at the time. I believe she had won a Grammy at that point. She definitely had, uh -huh. like, hit songs. Just showed up to be on what basically amounts to, like, the Howdy Doody show of its time. Like, it's just baffling to me, and I love it. It's Yeah, the, it's, the, they, they have, a, like, a weird charm that, like, the, yeah. the cartoon with, like, all the animation errors and, and whatever just doesn't have. But, like, yeah, it, seeing, like, these, these two dudes and, and, um, and whatever celebrity they managed to, to put a butterfly net it over. It wasn't always yeah. a celebrity, though. Sometimes it was a, a character actor, like in the first one. The fortune mm -hmm. teller was just some character yeah. actor that showed up, and that's fine, too. But. Yeah. But, like, j j just everything about them is just so fun and weird. And actually, the spaghetti here. monster I mentioned was, uh, was working the phones while they were looking for Captain Lou. <laughs> that's fucking nice. amazing. Well, I mean, you already got the prop. And, Why not? Yeah, and the the set is so it's this massive, bizarre. It looks like a fucking Ninja Turtles playset. It's so <laughs> big, and it's got all these weird little doodads and stuff. Like it's got like it's a full house. Well, basically. you mentioned, and I fucking uh, love that, it. That was a different eighty show. Yeah, I, I'm aware. You, yeah. you mentioned Pee Wee's. This was Super Mario's Fuller House. <laughs> you mentioned Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I'm positive, like it mm -hmm. had been around for a couple of years. I'm positive that influenced a lot of stuff like this going forward. Like they probably oh totally looked at oh, that sure, and said, yeah. "Oh, we yeah. can go weird and colorful, can we?" Well, good. Mm -hmm. Like this is just what like a children's yeah. host looks like yeah. now. Which is, I'm you know that was like Pee Wee's Playhouse didn't invent it in a vacuum either. Stuff looked kind of like that. Oh, of they course. just kind of pushed it forward a little bit. But yeah. Also, I do shows like this exist anymore in terms of like. The, the sort of live action thing, book ending I cartoons. Imagine. I doubt it. Because I mean, I know I um, Netflix too, like... does a lot of like the, the cartoon tie in shows with all the, the DreamWorks movies, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I think it's just like, here's here's a show that takes place in that universe. I don't think anyone, it's not like a... I don't think anyone wants that anymore, is the thing. Mm. Well, the th it just occurred to me, I don't think they really make cartoons based on like adult properties any or like, you know, like movies or anything anymore. Like, when they do, it's like it's it's like a kid's show based on a kid's movie, you know, like Minions or well, whatever. That's probably for the best because we talked about this a bunch, but there were cartoons mm -hmm. based on RoboCop and Rambo and all kinds of things that kids, you know, yeah, the, the Toxic Avenger should not be for kids. Yeah. yeah. How come the how come the RoboCop cartoon wasn't introduced by Peter Weller? That would have been great. Because by RoboCop three, even he didn't want to do those. Yeah, Peter Weller already quit. Yeah. Ah, oh, that sucks. Yep. I mean, that did feature a ninja assassin who's who who did quote lots of backflips. So, uh, <laughs> I will never forget that. That's how like Starlog or something uh, logged the the rumors about uh, RoboCop three. Isn't that the uh, the Romulan in the Picard show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he also quote does a lot of does backflips. a lot of backflips. Yes. Oh my god. Are we sure Frank Miller didn't write that one too? <laughs> Pretty sure. Well, I think that guy loves backflips and racism. Uh, he sure does. Mm -hmm. uh, I new book coming out by that I guy. Know. It's another Dark Knight Returns oh God, thing. Really? Too. 
Still, of course still, it is. Frank Miller's still around somehow. He's still doing that Superman book, which mm-hmm. I didn't completely hate. It had one or two things that I wish he hadn't done, but for the most part, I was like, this, this yeah, is Yeah, I cannot right. think of a worse thing than Frank Miller doing Superman. I know. Yeah, seriously. I love it, let's be clear, but it had a... Except maybe Garth Ennis doing Superman. <laughs> mm. No, his one Superman in Hitman was amazing. I don't know. Oh, Warren okay. Ellis doing yeah. uh, Superman, probably not, you know, the best. Yeah, but Warren Ellis hates superheroes, but likes to have fun with them. Garth yeah. Ennis just wants to run Wolverine over with a steamroller. Yeah. I mean, me too. I hate Wolverine, but that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but Ali's the best there is at what he does. Yeah, and what he does isn't pretty, Matt. <laughs> anyway, to get back to the Captain Lou and Cindy Lauper thing. That's a bad cartoon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I'm going to get yelled at for that, too. Mm-hmm. That's another one I raced home to watch. There's so much nostalgic fondness for that show. <laughs> yep. And you're gonna see a you're gonna see a huge uh, Yeah, it's it's gonna be on Disney Plus. Yeah, so exactly. Gonna... You're yep. gonna yeah. see a huge surge in that because people will be able to see it again. Mm-hmm. Uh but back to the Captain Lucindy Lopper thing. I'm pretty sure they were friends because he was in the Girls Just Wanna Have Fun video. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And so I think like I Well, like... he was also a producer or something. Like uh, he had he? his own record label. Oh, mm. there's that a weird novelty song that like that he sings back upon. Ah, oh, something. Well, well, there was Land of a Thousand Dances that like all the wrestlers did. I remember that, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. No. no. Uh, the I know he was a because I was reading a Rock and one. Wrestling Connection. Yeah, Is that but it? that's a I don't know. Because wrestling's no. always been fucking like they, they they had a handle on this branding shit way before everybody else did. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. A lot of corporate synergy and tie-in events and all that stuff. Hmm. Uh, let's do bad things. Blunk, uh, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, super sushi? Really? Super sushi? Mario already has a thing that makes you big. You mentioned that, and I was thinking about it. He didn't get a whole lot of mushrooms in this show. No, the fire flowers showed up like twice, maybe, in the entire run. Well, he touches the st- the star man in the opening credits, and it makes him into Fire Mario, which pissed which, me. That's right not how that works. But... Oh, the show had no concept of how any basic Mario stuff worked, and it's like, you know, who gives a fuck about continuity? But like, come well, on, there's you're promoting a game. Do the things from the game. I don't mind, is, we, we talked about it a little earlier, but I don't mind the, the weird hybrid that it is between Mario 1 and 2. I think that's mm. that's kind of fun to see, you know, yeah, but all, but like, or whatever. Why don't you bring but, in Giusta? Yeah, but at the same time, like, the fire flower makes him shoot fire. Starman makes mm. him invincible. Mushrooms make him big. Like, this is this is also part of the game. So many of the fight sequences, the action sequences, could have just been storyboarded from the game he could be sure. shooting yeah. fire at them or picking them up and throwing them like there's a bunch of and instead they invent all these new dumb things you've seen in every other cartoon they were probably recycled from other cartoons but mm. yeah well they have to it's what every uh you know uh, tie-in cartoon is it here's here's the one where they do the robocop riff here's the yeah. one where yeah. they do the robin hood riff here's the one where they do the the uh king arthur riff now mm. Was every episode where a scientist invented something and then Koopa stole it and then the scientist has to Basically. give the same thing to or Mario? Or a magician yeah. if they're going to fantasy times. Yeah, not every episode, but pretty much every episode. I feel like they would steer clear of fantasy times since that's what Zelda's whole deal is. Nope, they didn't care about that. Well, yeah, fair enough. Matt, Plumber's Log. T- today we're going to the far off land of, uh, I don't know, what's a good sushi or uh, uh, pasta pun for Camelot? Uh uh, oh, that was cr- no, that was Cramalot. There you yeah. go. Well, that's pretty good for not, e- nice not even trying. 
You'll go no. far on this children's cartoon. Uh, there's Count Cupula. Wonder what that uh, one's about. Uh-huh. Mario and the Beanstalk. I, I mm-hmm. bet the three of us could write way better. Fire of Hercules. Uh, what what I what I really li- like thinking about for this show is <laughs> here's an episode called Bad Rap. Oh God, God. I'm blushing again. <laughs> what what I really like about uh, thinking about this show though is like at the time Mario was still brand new, right? Eighty nine Mario, like Super Mario Brothers had come out in what like eighty four. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean Donkey Kong was like eighty one, and then you had Mario, like the, Mario the character had been around for a while, but mm-hmm. you know Super Mario Brothers hadn't been around too long. But what I love is that you give this to, like, professional cartoon writers who have never heard of any of this shit. No, like, it's all their like, old tired vaudeville like, shtick that they do in everything. Yeah, exactly. And just giving them, like, well, this show is about an Italian plumber and his brother who come from Italian, Brooklyn to go to a magical kingdom. Yep. I'll, yeah, I heard yeah, Italian. Exactly. Done. <laughs> oh, and plumber? Okay, yeah, so we'll just have a couple of pipe references. A lot of pipe oh, sewers. Yeah. Oh, the, okay, well, first, Matt, you do your bad thing. I got something to do with pipes. You should You should talk about this first. Okay, so, oh, God, the random video game noises in the live-action section are so goddamn rough. Like, if Mario moves a finger, there's a little coin noise. Mm-hmm. Like, I am the actual textbook definition of somebody who loves this crap. Um, the one-up mushroom sound was my text message noise for about ten years, but even I found this fury infuriating. Do you know why? I completely disagree. They didn't match up with anything. They just exact them in at random. And this is what I'm talking about with pipes. They went down pipes a bunch in both of these cartoons. Never once did they make the actual sound that it makes when Mario goes down a pipe. They just. Yeah, there's a very good pipe noise that goes. Yeah, it's it's, everyone knows that sound. And Mm -hmm. instead they used like the mushroom sound or something. They just it was literally like they had a CD of sound effects and they put it on shuffle. They did not care what sound went with what thing. And it bugged the fuck out of me. I picture at least in a live in the live action segments, there's like a dude just off camera who's got a soundboard and is just playing it like the fucking Phantom of the yeah, Opera. Yeah, he's got like a Casio with like the different samples. Mm-hmm. Ugh, just terrible. But you disagree, Flunk? You could the Mario Brothers ever meet? The I know. I just the I I really enjoyed it. I don't have a defense oh, for it. Okay. I just think it was fun. <laughs> what was that, Matt? If the Mario Brothers ever meet the Phantom of the Opera? I that bet they did. Right. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it'd be the 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 Phantom Koopa the, the Opera. Koopa. Oh, that's no, really, that's yeah. way too clever. It wouldn't be that. It would be the, the Koopa, Koopa of the yeah, Opera. Exactly. You're yeah. trying way too hard to, to make it work. <laughs> so my bad thing. This yes. has bothered me for 30 years, and I probably brought it up before elsewhere because I filled a lot of... We've definitely yeah, talked about this I filled before. a lot of hours yeah. rambling about my dumb opinions on pop culture. But the Mario is not a dance at all. Listen to the steps. Swing your arms from side to side. Take one step and then again. That's not a dance. That's just walking. Come on, so-called Captain Lou. I know you're mostly famous for being Cindy Lauper's dad. I I wrote this joke before realizing she was in one of the episodes. This was this would have been an obscure pull. But weren't you also a wrestler? Surely, when the script calls for a dance, you have the physical capacity to do more than walk in place. Also. The last second of him doing the Mario at the end of the credits, he almost topples over as he tries to stand still for a second, and it's unintentionally the funniest thing in either of these episodes. He's like, whoop, whoop, and someone left it in. It was so good. Luigi, I'm falling over. I've fallen and I can't get up, Paisano. <laughs> bloop, bloop, yep. bloop. Oh, no. <laughs> 
I think I think one of the if they ever do DLC for Mario Maker, they should have a live like a live action sequence of this show version. I would love that. It just occurred to me. Hmm? Is is the cat is Captain Lou janky Mario? Oh God! No, no, he's way too way too big for that. <laughs> yeah, but voice actor, you know, you could do a voice for like anything. Like, yeah, I think he is. Oh no, I meant physically. He's too oh, yeah, big. No. Janky Mario is is very lanky. Yes. That is my number one lanky janky Mario. My number one complaint about uh, Mario Maker Two is there is no uh, janky Mario. There's an Easter egg where, like, you, you, if you, like, hit a door in the right way, like, he, Janky Mario pokes his head oh. out and then runs back inside, oh, which that's is horrible. terrifying. Oh, man, I gotta see that. Oh, my God, that means he's living in the walls. <laughs> Let me out. This is where I have to go now. Your version of Janky Mario just sounds like Luigi. It is fucking burnt. I mean, basically. <laughs> I think Jan- Janky Mario basically is Waluigi. This is my best friend, Janky Mario. Hello, I'm Janky Wait, Mario. Wait, so would the evil version of Janky Mario be Wanky Mario? <laughs> yes. Okay. Also, honestly, Janky Mario should probably sound like Senor Card Gage. <laughs> oh man, so cool! It's a me. I was when ah. I saw um, Detective Pikachu. They had like a little like you know thing before the movie, like while everyone's walking in the theater, and there was a janky Pikachu there, which is also just horrifying. Oh, God. I don't like it. I love it. Because take the... Yeah. Take that and add it to, like, a weird little mouse animal, it, it's even worse. Oh, So, basically, the live-action Sonic with teeth. No, that's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> he, come on, Al, he's gotta go of fast. Of course. Of course he does. And the producers of that movie are cowards. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> They didn't even make him the size of a human mother. It's so disappointing. Right? <laughs> That's the one thing I know about Sonic. <laughs> uh, and Shrek makes him pregnant on the internet. God, he sure does. Okay. So what else about this? Uh, anything? Horrible animation. Yeah, errors. but that's pretty standard. Yeah, for the yeah. Time. This is done on the cheap. This was, what was it, Deke uh, did this? Yeah. That's, that's yep. unsurprising. Yeah, I think, like... This was standard TV animation until uh, Disney and Warner Brothers like started doing uh, like um, you know gargoyles and like uh, and some of those Disney and... cartoons, like the the Aladdin Hercules tie-ins, they get a little rough too. Yeah, but but yeah, there were do. some pretty good. Like we did gargoyles not too long ago, and that was quite well animated. So there yeah. were a few they threw. That was good. Yeah, you mentioned Ducktales. Yeah. Like yeah, they, they they had good ones, but you and know just... some of the the more cash in ones. Yeah. No, I assume all that uh, uh, Disney Afternoon stuff, which I didn't much get into, but uh, I assume that was all pretty well done. Mm. And then, you know, Warner Brothers had, like, Animaniacs and all that stuff, and then they had Batman, like, you know. There was a a mini boom in uh, animation, like, in the early 90s, but we were not quite there yet. Mm. All rough like this. Also, I realized, as I was watching this, this is basically you guys, like, your people your age version of, like, um when I watch Transformers, which is a toy tie-in, this is a toy tie-in commercial. Mm-hmm. I just, it never occurred to me, but obviously it is. Yeah. Video games are just a yeah, type yeah, of yeah, toy. Just slightly yep. later. Because we're slightly yep. younger. Anything else? I don't think so. That's basically it. Uh, Matt, uh, we I didn't actually play your quote yet, so why don't we hear that wonderful oh. joke again? Where you been, Will? Oh! Didn't you get my note? Yeah, that's what worried me. Look. Dear Cindy, sorry I'm not here, but I've gone for good. 
Yeah. Oh, right. Next time, Bob. Bob was going to go with a show called Legend, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually co-created by Michael Piller, who created uh, Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he watched it and said, ooh, this is not as good as I remember it. See, somebody actually cares about that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and so instead, he went with Briscoe County Jr. Ooh, ooh that's nice. not very good. I I have no idea. I hated that kind of show at the time. I've kind of come around on it, so we'll see. I watched it uh, like six or seven years ago, and it's 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 not great. John Aston's good. Um, everything else is not. I mean, it's the '90s, so we know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think Matt is excited because you know I just uh, love Bruce Campbell. So yeah, exactly. Get ready for a really gay stereotype villain. Oh no. Well, the episode is called Socrates' Sister, so maybe maybe, maybe that's not in this one? We'll find out. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, so that's happening next week. Uh, let's see. The website is ever, postatomichorror.com. The pun- Tumblr, postatomichorror.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter, at Algar, at Robot Matt. If you mm-hmm. want to write to us, postatomichorror at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Endeavor episode seven is the, yes, seven is the current episode that's up now. Uh, mm-hmm. Please listen to that, ussendeavor.com. We're very excited about all that. Uh, and I think that's all for this time. Yep. See ya, paisanos. The Post-Atomic Super Mario Brothers Super Show podcast is a co-production of Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this until Star Trek comes back.